What's up, y'all? It's Will here at Schedulefly. This is a brief episode just with some thoughts on a topic that has been on my mind. Well, been on my mind for years, really, ever since we've been doing this at Schedulefly. And it's something that Wes and I talk about often. But this specific concept or topic has been on my mind uh, daily for a week or two now. I decided to finally go ahead and just post something here. I typically have these things I think I might want to share and then I I let it I wait for a few days and see if it sticks or if it goes away and if it goes away I just move on but for whatever reason I keep coming back to this every day. So I thought I'd share it and this is about uh, complexity and simplicity and this comes from what I believe is uh, one of the best blogs anywhere, particularly as it relates to um, investing, business, personal finance, um, the, psych- the psychology of money, and um, decision-making. So the blog is uh, from a company called The Collaborative Fund, and they're an investment company. Um, one of their uh, writers, uh, one of their, I guess, managers or managing directors or whatever he is, is a guy named Morgan Housel. And Morgan has been a financial writer for quite some time. And if you go to collaborativefund.com slash blog, um, and I'll, I'll put a link to that in this uh, the notes for this episode. But on the Collaborative Fund's blog, um, you'll find several of their, their folks write to that blog. Morgan is the most frequent one, and Morgan is, in my opinion, the best one. Uh, Morgan is, in my opinion, the best you know sort of writer that I've found anywhere that understands uh, the intersection of decision-making and behavioral psychology. So he wrote a post, and you can find it on there. It's a fairly recent post. Um, uh, it looks like I I have printed this out on March 23rd. Um, I print these blog posts out. I like to read on paper. And <clears throat> there's one called How People Think. And it's, uh, let's see, it printed to 27 pages. And he talks about 17 different sort of universal, behavioral, uh, psychological threads that sort of have been heuristics throughout history. And... Or, or just trends throughout history of the way people collectively um, can consistently have been influenced or made decisions, quirks in our psychology and things like that. So here's number nine on that list of 17. And I'm going to read this. Um, it's about a couple of page and a half of content. So um, stay, stay tuned here. And then I'm going to share some comments on why I have this on here. Um, and how it relates to schedule fly and how it relates to our customers in the restaurant business. So number nine is, here we go, quote, we are swayed by complexity when simplicity is the real mark of intelligence and understanding. And then he goes on. Sometimes length is necessary. When the allies met to discuss what to do with Germany after World War II, Winston Churchill noted, quote, we are dealing with the fate of 80 million people, and that requires more than 80 minutes to consider, end quote. 
<clears throat> but computer scientist Edsger Dijkstra once wrote, quote, simplicity is the hallmark of truth. We should know better, but complexity continues to have a morbid attraction. When you give for an academic audience a lecture that is crystal clear from alpha to omega, your audience feels cheated and leaves the lecture hall commenting to each other, quote, that was rather trivial, wasn't it? The sore truth is that complexity sells better. The sore truth is that complexity sells better. Of course, that's the case. And this is, we're back to Morgan Housel here. Um, a tweet can be more insightful than a book, but people pay $20 for books that would never pay a cent for thousands of tweets. Charge a client for 10 sentences of advice and they'll leave in disgust. Give them a phone book size elaboration. They'll pay you a fortune and refer their friends. Why? Why do complexity and length sell when simplicity and brevity will do? A few reasons. One is that length is often the only thing signaling effort and thoughtfulness. Consumers of information rarely try to dissect an argument objectively. That's too hard. When reading, they just try to figure out whether the author is credible or not. Does this sound right? Does it pass a smell test? Has the author put more than a few seconds of thought into this argument? Length and complexity are often the only indication that an argument was thoughtful versus random, a random gut feeling. The second is that things you don't understand create a mystique around people who do. When you understand things I don't, I have a hard time judging the limits of your knowledge in that field, which makes me more prone to taking your views at face value. A third is that complexity gives a comforting impression of control. While simplicity is hard to distinguish from cluelessness, the more knobs you can fiddle with, the more control you feel you have over the situation because the impression of knowledge increases. Only, pay attention to a, only paying attention to a few variables while ignoring everything else can make you look ignorant, even if it's the right thing to do. If a client says, what about this? What's happening here? And you respond, oh, I have no idea. I don't look at that. The odds that you'll sound uninformed might outweigh the odds of indicating you're, you've mastered simplicity. End quote. So there we have it. Um, we are swayed by complexity when simplicity is the real mark of intelligence and understanding. So what does that have to do with the Restaurant Enters Uncorked podcast and Schedule Fly and independent restaurants that we serve? Well, a couple of stories, um, or one story and a couple of, of, of thoughts that sort of bind this together. Early on, when I jumped on board here at Schedule Fly, we had an opportunity to present to California Pizza Kitchen. This is, um, I guess this would have been early, late 2008, early 2009. Wes and I get on a flight. We fly out to California. They were in Irvine, I believe. And we go meet with the CTO of California Pizza Kitchen. Wes does a demonstration. Um goes through schedule fly and the guy's nodding along and, you know, just clearly likes what he's seeing. And I'm sitting there thinking, Oh, this is great. Well, we get done and he looks at Wes. And he says, Wes, you've created an amazing software. I, I tip my hat. Congratulations. This is fantastic. Um, I feel like it's missing something and I don't know what it is, but I just feel like something's missing. And Wes says, well, do you have any ideas? He goes, no, I just, it just seems too easy. But I, let me think about this. So we leave and Wes looks at me and he says, well, 
we're never going to be able to serve chains. That CTO is going to be like every other CTO. They're used to complexity. They're used to complicated solutions. They're used to bells and whistles and features and everything is complicated. Everything they use is complicated. Every other product that, that that guy purchases is complicated. Um, it's going to be the same in any chain. We may as well just not even bother trying to serve chains. And at the time I thought, wow, that's, I, I don't know about that, but we'll see. Well, he could not have been more right. <laughs> uh, Wes knew it right away. And he understood this. He intuitively understood uh, this concept that we're swayed by complexity when simplicity is the real mark of intelligence and understanding. And, you know, it's an interesting dynamic. Um, you see it in restaurants, too, um, where once you understand how much thought and how much complicated thought goes into creating something simple, you really begin to appreciate it. When you go into a restaurant and you don't really know why, but you know the decor is just right. It's not in your face, over the top, too much. Um, it's not too understated. You know, it's it, it's not too sparse. It's, it's kind of just right. Um, it just seems simple. It just seems right there's a massive amount of thought and creating the aesthetics around this place when somebody gets it right like that. And you just appreciate it without even maybe recognize what's happened. You sit down, the menu is one page. We had this the other night, Wes and I and our friend Bobby were out at dinner at a steakhouse. Menu is one page, nothing on the back, simple, a few entrees, a few appetizers. And that you could look at that and say, oh, they've only got a few things here. They must, you know, cook, the chef must not be very creative, must not. No, 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 the opposite of that. The chef could put a, a million things on there, a million things on there, on that menu. The menu could be 30 pages long. That's easy. It's super easy to do that. What's hard is to make tough decisions and take away things that are not perfect for that place and perfect for that menu and narrow down to just a few. You're curating and editing lots of things and putting in the perfect small combination, the simple group of items that should be on that menu. You think of uh, the, the, the famous statue, David, uh, Michelangelo's David. And, you know, he was asked, you know, how did you, how did you create David? And he said, well, it's easy. I just started with a block and I just took away everything that wasn't David. Now think about, yes, it was easy to create this, right? Well, for him it was because he knew in his mind what it should look like and he just had to take everything away from this block and chisel and chip away until there it was. That's not easy to do. Um, There's a lot of complicated thought that goes into that to creating what is by taking away what isn't. Same with a, a great restaurant, whether it's the aesthetics, the menu, the the service model, everything. Tons and tons of thought go into creating something that's simple. Um, but it is a whole lot easier, when, whether it's intentional or, or not, and, and typically it's not. But like, for instance, as a software company, you know, we, we have had to say no thousands and thousands and thousands, literally thousands of times, many thousands probably tens of thousands of times over 15 years, we've had to say no to requests that people have made. 
because it would add one more click or feature or whatever it is that they want that will cascade eventually into taking something that's simple and making it complex. And it's very interesting with software because, you know, I had this conversation the other day with somebody, it, you know, it's, it, when you can write code, which I can't, Wes, Wes can and Hank, can, <laughs> I can't. So Wes has written all, all of this code, right? <clears throat> and, and we could go to Wes and say, Hey, um, let's, how about adding this? You know, we've had, you know, somebody's wanting to add this. Well, thankfully he's wise enough to, to say no most of the time. And the reason is because yes, he can add it. Sure sit down and, and write some code and add that click or add that feature or add that tab or whatever the case may be. But when you take, let's just say out of many requests and we don't, we don't get that many now, but early on we sure did. Um, so let's just say you take, you know, 10 requests a week from hundreds of thousands of people. You get 10 requests a week and you just say, all right, well let's just add one of those one every week. No big deal, right? Like one, one new thing a week, but 52 weeks later, and we'll take two weeks off, let's say. So let's call it for easy math, 50 weeks later, a year later, you've added 50 new things. Five years later, you've added 250 new things. And all of a sudden, your simple software is no longer simple. It's super complicated. And what are you doing now? You're probably thinking about how do we go create a, you know, a, a, a basic version of our 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 software because some people it appears that want the basic version, right? So of course they do because that's what people love is simplicity. Um, so anyway, I just find this topic fascinating. I find it fascinating to, to observe. I find it fascinating to, to be immersed in and be a part of. Um, and it really helps in understanding when you're looking at something, can you appreciate it for its simplicity? Can you appreciate how much thought went into creating something that is so simple and so clean? Um, and honestly, you think of the iPhone. I mean, early on, the iPhone was so simple and there wasn't a whole lot, but it did what it needed to do and it just got out of the way, but it was so elegant. And there was so much thought that went into making that thing aesthetically pleasing and, and simple to use and easy. And, the difference, if you were to go back and look at some of the original iPhones and you know what they had and how they functioned and then what you have on there now. And I don't have an iPhone anymore. I got rid of it. I got a flip phone a couple of years uh, ago because I like simplicity. Uh, but my family all have iPhones. I've got three kids with iPhones. My wife has one. And every now and then I'll play around with theirs just to see what's going on. It's just more and more and more and more and more stuff. And uh, I don't think you would say you appreciate the iPhone for its simplicity now. Um, it's become a little bit, it's, it's become more complex. There's not enough nose and you know, there's none, I bet they'll have a simple iPhone coming soon, like a stripped down basic version, like super basic version of an iPhone. Um, so anyway, look, just wanted to share this. It's been on my mind. I hope it's meaningful. I hope you enjoy this. Um, pay attention to this, whether it's in your own business or in businesses you serve, um, simplicity is a complicated thing to accomplish. Um, but if you have gone through the effort and made the effort, you're going to be thankful for it. And so are your customers. Uh, thank you for listening. More coming soon. I'm actually doing a, uh, interview today, uh, with a owner out in California who 
uh, had a very interesting thing happen when he stood up to um, some local uh, health authorities uh, during the middle of the pandemic and he just kind of had enough and then he wound up, you know, somebody filmed it and it was sort of a viral video and uh, pretty cool story. So I'm looking forward to, to uh, speaking to him today. Thanks for listening. Y'all stay tuned. More of this coming your way. All right. See you.